Previously on Daydream. Your compositions are copyrighted under a different name. And that person collects the royalties from those compositions. And whose name collects the royalties? Duke Ellington. It's not about the money. And what is it? What else do you want? Credit. I need to get away. Away from you. Hi, I'd like to purchase a ticket. Where to, sir? Paris, France. Aaron, I, I just... I just couldn't take it anymore. Let's go in. I'll take your bags. Of course. I made breakfast. You did? Mm-hmm. Is it in the kitchen? No. I brought it to you, monsieur. Oh, breakfast in bed. <laughs> I think he's a keeper. Here you are. Buddha. What? This is not breakfast. This is a martini. Breakfast of champions. I don't think that's how the phrase was intended. Actually, it's a Martinez. They're making a comeback. <laughs> Hopefully my liver can make a comeback after last night. <laughs> you have fun? I did. You haven't been in Paris for more than a week, and everybody treats you like royalty. Yeah. You're the star here. Old hat by next week, just you wait. Well, now that the weight of the world is off your shoulders... I don't intend to wait any longer. They love you here. I love you here. Stay. Move out of that place in New York. Start a life out here. Wouldn't that be something? It would be like old times. Do you remember when we first met? Sitting on that park bench outside of Duke's apartment? We were so young. Excuse me, is this, um, is this seat taken? Hardly. It's such a beautiful autumn afternoon, I couldn't resist. Likewise, I can resist everything except temptation. Mm. I guess I just had to be in the life. <laughs> Precisely. It's my favorite time of year. So colorful. If colors could be heard, he could paint most wondrous tunes, symphonious. Think, the dulcet, clear tone of a blue-like night. You know about Bruce Nugent? I know a lot about him. I'm Billy, by the way. Aaron. Aaron, in autumn. Sounds like the title to a song. Slightly banal, but it might play. 
Let's see. The melody would have to be civil yet fervent. Sophisticated yet genuine. Careful yet acquiescent. Splendid. So tell me, where does Aaron and Autumn live? I live down the street. Just moved here from North Carolina. You? Pittsburgh. How have you been enjoying the city, Aaron and Autumn? Okay, enough with the Aaron and Autumn. (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll stop, I'll stop. (laughs) I'm having a wonderful time. C'est magnifique. Oh, parlez-vous français? Oui. C'est un bel homme. Oui, je suis d'accord. What are you reading? It's actually a music score. Uh, Gaspard de la Nuit, composed by... Joseph Marcel Revelle. (laughs) What you know about Gaspard de la Nuit? What you know about Gaspard de la Nuit? What's the hardest movement? Third movement? I still can't figure out the fingering on page 18. It's like he has four hands. I've been staring at the page for weeks. I know, it's, it's hard. Maybe we could figure it out together. The fingering? Two heads. I'd love that. Oh, did you hear? The Museum of Modern Art is doing a retrospective of Picasso's work. I've been dying to see it. Would you like to go? Now? (laughs) Or some other time? We'll have to hurry. (laughs) They close at 5.30 on Saturdays. Well, we mustn't tarry. Shall we go? Let's. Morning, Mama. Morning. You headed off to work? You know it. Mom, I'm sorry. I I took out the chicken so it could thaw. Mom, please. I put the lentils in the crock pot, so check on them before you go to sleep. Mom, I'm sorry. How could you say those things? I didn't mean it, Mama. Oh, yes, you did. You just didn't want me to hear it. I didn't want to hurt you. Hurt me? It hurt more to to know you were walking around with those feelings, to know you were carrying that weight on your shoulders. Why didn't you ever talk to me about it? Don't you trust me? We talk about everything. I mean, come on, Mom. We talk about all the little things, not the big ones. And besides... I'm probably more accommodating than you. So what's the repercussion? Just stuff your feelings and suffer in silence? Oh, you didn't know? It's chapter one in the Black Middle Class Handbook. I think it's called Repress to Impress. (laughs) Andre, how can you joke at a time like this? It's my coping mechanism. You learned that in chapter two. All this time I... I thought you stayed because you needed me. I'm the mother. I'm supposed to take care of you, not the other way around. I should have noticed. I feel like a terrible mother. Things were were so much easier when you were little. You used to come to me for everything, and I knew how to fix it. But I don't need you to fix anything. I just want you to be happy. 
Can, can I ask you something? Sure. Did you still love him? Did I love who? Why are you asking me that? Did you still love dad? Of course I still loved him. I sat and watched you suffer in silence all those years. You gave up singing to spend more time with us. Did your love ever turn into regret? Love after 25 years doesn't mean the same thing as it did when we met Andre. Or, of course I loved him, but I loved it to turn into something else. What I'm trying to tell you is that I had already prepared myself. I had said my goodbyes. That's a part of love. Was I sad? Yes. Did I need someone to take care of me? Maybe for a little while. But I don't need you to take care of me, son. Mom, I'm not saying that you need me to take care of you. I just... No, I need you to live your life. Rewrite that chapter in the handbook. Hell, I think it's time for the both of us to start living again. There you are. Perfect timing. There's this cocktail I've been dying to try. It's all the rage along the West Coast called the zombie. Ooh. Both Jamaican and Puerto Rican rum. It's supposed to make you feel like the living dead. Is that a good thing? <laughs> Not entirely sure, but I'm willing to find out. <laughs> Here you are, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a letter came in the mail for you. Oh, yeah? It's from my mother. Dearest Bill, I hope Paris is treating you as well as you've been treating me. A mink from Paris? Oh, I couldn't believe my eyes when I opened the package addressed to me. Come Sunday morning, Sadie Mae's gonna lose her religion when she cast even one eye on me and this fine first rate from Paris. I see the rain is slackening, which brings me to the state of your father's health. You know, your father and his habits, he is not Well, Bill, I heard the doctor tell him he needs to put distance between him and that bottle. It's like the man set out to destroy himself. I think it might be best if you come home. Love, Mama. Well, that was some news. Yes, I'm glad she got a mink. Don't do this right now. It's beneath you. (laughs) I was worried he got lost in transit. Billy. I think it's time for that cocktail. I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should get on the next... I think you should mind your business. You need to see about your father. Why? That man has done nothing but tear our family apart. 
when they're gone, they're gone, Buddha. I don't care. When I go back, I go back for her. You're going to regret saying that. Isn't there an intermission you have to get ready to play? Don't worry. I've got time. Are you sure? I don't want you to miss the adulation. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. What is this all about? Le Patty Goats. They treat us like a fetish, a noble savage. No, they don't. They treat us like they actually love us for a change. You just don't know what that feels like. People love you here. I don't know if I love it here. You were loving it at the restaurant last night when the waiter was fawning all over you. Monsieur Strayhorn, may I have your autograph, s'il vous plaît? Here we go again. Why can't you just allow yourself to be happy here? Why can't you admit Paris is a haven for Blacks? Because it's not. They only love us because we're Black Americans. As long as we keep shucking and jiving and wearing banana skirts, they'll give us the keys to the city. Didn't you see how that waiter treated that African man at the door? He wouldn't even let him in to use the restroom. It's no different from what we deal with with the states. Is that a haven to you? Here, artists are respected. This is what artistic freedom looks like. This is my family. Well, I already have a family in Harlem. So you got tired of being Duke's little lap boy, and now you come running back to me? And of course, what do I do? I take you back. I always take you back. I didn't ask you. I don't need you to do anything for me. You're not my family. I want to be your family. I want a new start here. Here in Paris, we are accepted for all that we are, every part. And that's just not good enough for you, is it? Even after 10 years, I just wanted you to come to Paris and spread your own wings. I thought maybe if you could leave the nest, free yourself of Big Daddy Duke once and for all. But I see, I wasn't enough. So many times I held my tongue. All those times he'd call you up in the middle of the night for you to bail him out of some project where you write 10 new songs and get credit for none of them. I held my tongue. Concert after concert, bow after bow, all hail Duke Ellington, the very sweet, very gracious, very generous, and we do love you madly. I love you madly. But is that enough, Buddha? I don't know. So where do we go from here? This episode of Daydream was brought to you by the Humanity Artists Collective and the DC Commission on Arts and Humanities. It was directed by Katherine Bentley, music directed by Reggie Thomas, stage managed by Anthony Powell, written by Barry Moten, Katherine Bentley, and Penny Milton. It featured the following performances in order of appearance. Ulrich Davis as Billy Strayhorn, 
Mary Miller as Lillian Strayhorn, Barry Moten as Andre Moore, Marjorie Thomas as Alice Moore, Edwin Brown III as Aaron Bridges. This has been your narrator, Penny Moten. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Daydream. Be sure to listen to next week's episode, and remember, we do love you madly.